Voodoo is a it's kind of like my hero I think uh, he's a good representative for the community he has this great thing he says uh, welcome back to you welcome back to me I think I'm so catchy it's almost like a song and uh, I can't help but use it now welcome back to you and and welcome back to me I'm using my older mic so it may uh, the volume may be less you may have to turn it up a little bit but uh, the good news is the teleportation spell worked this time and I landed right near the side of the mountain right near the path right near the cave opening and and here I am sitting in a chair by a fire with people in the past people in the well not in the present but people in the past people in the future and man I can't believe I missed this chair so much it feels so good I've been gone from the game for about a year been back for a few months and um because of the yeah you know, I, I i didn't stop the podcast because i wanted to um but, but you know I, I had to let things kind of settle in and get to this point and we're here i'm back and um it's good to be back and just in time uh, i have a whole list of topics i wanted to go over but i almost uh feel like i should just catch up and uh just spend time Talking about, uh, well, why you're here. DDL, Dungeons and Dragons Online. My, um, my old age has softened me a little bit. And, um, I just love the game so much and, and the players and the community. And, um, And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad to be back, guys. So thanks. Um, I I checked in the podcast every once in a while to see who was, not see who was listening, but to see if anybody was still listening to it because I hadn't, um, hadn't uploaded anything for a long time. And uh, since April, so almost a year away from the game. Uh, May. May? I think in April, I bet if you listen to the podcast, I bet I was playing a lot less in April and May. And it was like all I could do to have time to just do the do the podcast. And I, would, I might play for like 20 or 30 minutes and then, you know, the podcast would be three hours. <laughs> so um, uh, I, I, I don't think I, I've been like the last few months I've been playing, you know, like I actually ran some raids and um, I got the new gear. I checked out Vecta Unleash and I, I learned a lot of those quests uh, at least the ones that had the loot that I wanted and I learned how to run them pretty good and um, I got a lot more comfortable with uh, Reaper I, you know I even when I was back for the period I was back for last time uh, Reaper was still really new to me and um, I didn't really have a lot of Reaper points and I still don't uh, but uh, I can see why um, people who've like maxed out their trees uh, this is total sidebar uh, I can see why people who have maxed out their trees say that well, Reaper's easy. I totally understand that. I'm not that I don't have maxed out trees. I don't. I have uh, a 47 points, 51 points, 53, uh, some somewhere around there. It's 
um, not a hundred, and it's um, not over sixty. And if it is, it's like sixty-one. Uh, so it's not a whole lot of uh, points, but uh, just with the amount of points I've accumulated. Um, and my knowledge of the game since I've been back, I actually really studied the game before I came back, and uh, we can talk about that. <laughs> um, hopefully, that will be in this podcast. That could be a whole whole new episode, right? Stud- studying the game before you come back, even though I played it when it was released in two thousand six, I was decent at it, anyways. Anyway, so that is a that is a whole topic. Uh, it's not a negative thing. I'm not. It's not a negative thing but uh yeah i really did try to build my guy get used to uh get used to some of the abilities that are really old like say dance of death or um elaborate parry um and some of the other these are the ones that just come to my mind because i i mainly uh play rangers but i i love all the classes and i love playing all of them um I'm getting really bad with the ums. I know we never talked about it in previous podcasts, but I always re-listen. And every time I say an um, I hit myself in the knee with a hammer because you're not supposed to say um on a podcast or in a speech or in any type of um, speaking engagement. And I did really well. It actually really helped me at work um, to be a better communicator because... I, I was really think out what I had to say and then say it, and it wasn't diarrhea of the mouth, which is when you get the ums right because your brain is is not all the way there with your mouth, right? So it's like there's a big disconnect. So I, the podcast really helped me kind of t- tone that down and and hone that skill. I'm uh, smoking a big cigar right now. So, I hope you guys don't mind. And, um, I studied the game a lot. And, and uh, I enjoyed uh, coming back. I enjoyed um, learning the, the abilities I was learning because I you know, played Warlock for the first time. I did a lot of things for the first time uh, right before I left. That's the sound of my lighter. Anyways, um, big cigars are big. They're huge. And uh, it's hard for me. I'm not really good at it, but my brother-in-law got me into it. So, you know, I like it. Actually, it's relaxing. It makes me, um, it makes me feel um, accomplished, you know, like a, like sitting on top of a mountain, like kind of like we are in this cave, except that we're on top of the mountain and it's not wintertime. So I really enjoyed the learning those. And I've ran across a couple of videos on YouTube and threads and Reddit and forums and posts, anyways, that commented on something I think is... Um, of note, uh, at least maybe I'll go back and listen to this and uh, make a, a, a better uh, conversation about it. But one of the things that comes to mind is I, I, I remember I said I studied the game. And what I remember about studying the game is, geez, this is nowhere near 
and I saw several videos on YouTube, some current, some much older, some somewhere in the middle uh, in terms of age and uh, their upload age. And, uh, you know, DDO is never truly 3.5, but it did uh, its best to mimic it, um, at least the, you know, that first release, the first 10 levels, 12 levels. Granted, Evasion was still working, I think, in medium and heavy armor. Uh, definitely, I think, in medium armor. So um, it wasn't exact, and everybody knew that there was coding issues and problems, which is understandable. Um, however, the full circle here, uh, studying the game this time, it was DDO, because I know and I love DDO, and I, you know, while I don't know the developers, I'm familiar with their names and their faces, and I've seen them age throughout the years, and I, uh, there's a certain attachment there, right? And I couldn't help but think, man, we've gotten really far away from the 3.5 rules. <laughs> and this is, like, so divorced from the rule set that it's, uh, I think, um, it was one of Mary's videos. He said it's it's not. He opens with this is not Dungeons and Dragons, something to that effect. Um, it's certainly not what it was when it was released, and th we should have some kind of a conversation about that uh, because certainly the first few characters I built, uh, first two characters I built, I was uh, very successful at playing, and I I built them using the player handbook um, and I, I bought all the Eberron stuff so I knew about uh, enhancements and how they worked and they worked a little different and uh, Heroic Inspiration I think was just coming out around that so I'm not sure if that was with the fourth edition though or if that was something Eberron um, introduced or if Keith Baker introduced something similar to that with the Eberron campaign and some of the classes had uh, you know like that inspiration die that you see in fifth edition i think there was some kind of mechanic like that if i recall i don't have any of my 3.5 books so the you know as any dnd player knows the thousands and thousands of dollars i spent on those books are uh, gone um those books aren't coming back and i'm not i'm not going to be able to rebuy them um, so I, I can't recall i just kind of go off memory and I, I didn't look this up this is just popping into my brain as we talk the topic isn't, but that particular uh, point is. Anyhow, I I do remember being very successful building characters based off the rule set, and I I always built them uh, uh, from a role play perspective. I, I I got the novels, I read the novels, even though I didn't think they were that great, and then I still kept buying them just because I uh, I love DDO and I I, I wanted to. Um, I wanted to make my characters feel like they belonged there in Eberron. So, I spent a lot of time and money researching Eberron. And uh, I built characters always based around the country they were from, their ties to the last war, were they tied to the last war, was it a dragon mark house, what was their 
you know, I never, um, you know, the, the, the stats always came way, way later. And um, I, I never truly min-maxed. Uh, I guess you could say that uh, I do to a degree, but it's always, um, it, it's not always like that because it depends on who the character is. And this brings up a really good point that I wanted to mention and kind of commend uh, the developers on was the, uh, I talked about before I left, but I know this, you know, that if you touch up works on it and that's the, uh, the disabled device and the, um, like metal gear, solid mechanic for that skill. I also really want to commend them for, uh, pushing other skills in the game. I, I think we have a, a really good case to put them on a pedestal a really good foundation to build uh, and make the other skills just as important as um, intimidate or diplomacy and uh, bluff if you're a rogue or uh, or a lone wanderer right um, so uh, I, I really enjoy that system I apologize. I'm going to kind of be like this, a little hiccupy. Uh, I'm, I'm really pushing it as far as being late to work, but I, I wanted to uh, do this. I just got to go ahead to do it, so I want to. I really, really appreciate the uh, how that mechanic with the rogue detecting traps is implemented. And I just thought to myself, oh, wouldn't it be nice if um, you could go into a room and um, uh, during a quest, and if there was a, a role player, a, a talk aspect to completing the quest, that it you could potentially have a couple of different symbols uh, for the dialogue options that may pop up. And uh, you know, I kind of picture it the same way they do the uh, the same way they do the trap thing with these a red exclamation point and it's a sort of faded uh, bear claw trap uh, i i see that uh in my head and i when i look at the quest i or the the mechanic that i the way i think they should apply the mechanic to the conversational skills is you know, if you have enough to at least start the conversation it should you know zing it goes off and then you know depending on uh, you know how well versed you are in uh, the gift of gab you might see one or two or three or four icons above your head i also think that it it might be a neat way um to have the players um alerted to npcs that there is a there's a special function here whether it's a repair heal or any skill and i think that uh, if you could implement a system like this or or uh, you would be more apt and more easily able to integrate them into the story of DDO, into the story of the characters that we play, and and make them just as important as the other skills. And then I I love that idea, and I love the idea of struggling. Where do I put my points? Where do I put my skills? Who is this guy really that I'm making? What do I really want to do? Because um, we all know 
you can get a buffer jump or a buffer this or a buffer that. But, uh, you know, when you start talking about having a wide a real world out there to explore, right, or real world out there to adventure in, um, you, you, you never really can do it all. You're always part of a team. Uh, and that brings up uh, my next very quick topic. Um, again, I think that last conversation we could probably flesh out, but I'm going to move pretty quick. Population. Yeah, I just um, took one of the characters. I've dusted off my account. Like I said, I really studied the game. and um, I do have a racial completionist, a heroic completionist, an epic completionist. Like I got the one guy has all done all his TRs. But I never touched Reaper mode, like very, very little. And I didn't have anybody to play with. I soloed a lot. I didn't even use hires a lot uh, during that stage of my gameplay. I just, I guess I didn't believe in it. It wasn't part of my code. Uh, but the reality is, uh, it's a dumb decision because it goes a lot faster with a hire. Uh, but um, I didn't realize that the Reaper points were so easily gotten and you, know, you, get, a, you get a fresh set of uh, first time XP for each light. I just didn't find it important. I still ran things on Reaper 1, um, but you know, through heroics. And then I remember there was many times uh, I would just run through Epic Heart, like real, real fast, as much, as many quests as I could remember, as many quests as I could uh, kind of stomach reading my way through on, on the wiki while playing and burning my fifth, you know, sovereign XP pot. So there is, I'm sure, a whole topic of conversation there, maybe many. But as I come back this time, I really had a good sense of what I wanted from the game. And obviously, I, I, I'm a creative guy. I think a lot of us that play are creative, and uh, which is why we all funnel here and stay at this game, because it allows us to be creative. Uh, one thing that creative people like to do is to hook up with other people that are created, creative. And uh, I mean that in a, the most innocuous and, and childlike way. Um, there's nothing like, uh, say, playing guitar in a band with, with your friends, right? That's a whole different way of communicating. And whether it's building a character, interacting, watching that character, interacting with the world and learning about that character, somebody else's, um, it's a really fun thing to do um, and I would kind of challenge you as you as you build your characters uh, to really try to really try to do that to yourself really try to force yourself to look at the skill sheet there and and put the points not where um, standing stone games has typically led us but where you think they should go because the one thing I've noticed about the developers is that they're um, they're paying attention to that, and they're. I feel like that they're working in that direction. If they haven't had the idea, if they haven't had the conversation, I think they are. Um, I mean, I think they're ready to um, maybe go further down that rabbit hole. We all know the talk quests with the uh, you know, the long cutscenes or the long um, narration sometimes can be a pain in the butt, especially when you are burning a sovereign pot and you are trying to grind this thing up. But we also remember the, either the first time or the second time we played it, or maybe it was the hundredth time you played it, but you, you took time, like how I just described, 
building a character that was real personal to you that you really loved and you were making work and he was working great and she was working great and so you got to the quest and you've heard it a billion times but this time it wasn't you TRing it was you uh, playing your character right so we've all had those moments too so I would hesitate for any of us as players to um, want less of of that narration stuff I think something to consider would be a way to uh, make it so that there is a way we can continue to move through the quest while maybe experiencing the audio because that's uh, one thing that's all over YouTube and has been for years about the you uh, the you know people love the DM and narrating the dungeons and uh, so th there must be some kind of um, way to facilitate both things you know it's it's a it's a it's a, it's an actual a thing that they create and thing they have some control over so there might be a way they can employ that okay that topic is kind of done it's um not but i have to move on um, I, and these are just like bullet point things that i i uh, have thought of since i've been back um and i just lost it and it was a great segue uh mainly because it uh it had to do with the ddo <laughs> uh, i am not a great comedian i don't have good timing I just do funny voices, right? And I think they're funny in my head, uh, but it's probably just awkward and sounds bad. Uh, anyways, I'm not apologizing or anything. It's kind of how I am. But um, you know, one thing you can be sure of is that I'm I'm probably chuckling a little in my head when I act that way. So filling, you know, Cordovan comes from radio, and he'll tell you that you can't. Uh, can't have the dead space so while not trying to have diarrhea of the mouth but also trying to collect my thoughts and fill the fill the soundscape sometimes can be challenging and my cigar went out these things are huge and if you don't puff this thing it's a log you know it's not i didn't buy it my they said my brother-in-law he got me into it and he he buys them he buys these ten dollar cigars right i could never keep up with that how would i pay for ddo how would i keep the lights down on and need a mask for ddo how would i do that i can't do that i can't, can't, can't i have to get donations for this anyway um so yeah the skill thing and incorporating that i just love uh how making those things important will really um well, that's my alarm for work that you're hearing will really um push players to craft a character maybe by meta but also um if if we as a community can kind of show a more a less uh number crunchy uh, a character kind of thing and uh show people how to make a dungeons and dragons character and then then lead them down the path of the of the number crunching and uh we kind of since i lost my train of thought we're kind of back on the the rule set thing i feel like and uh i i kind of think that might be an issue guys um uh, I, I think there should be a i was thinking of a way to fix it because uh, we can't go back 
we have what we have. I love what we have so far, uh, but I think uh, we should be very careful as we proceed uh, because as, um, as uh, we're all finding out, uh, when the developers do something great like Draconic Incarnation and then the Year of the Dragon happens and then Dragon Lord and then Dragon Disciple, um, shout out to my buddy. Uh, when that happens, um, you know, they have to take it away from us. It doesn't feel good. But there, uh, it's, not that, it's not that we can never make that happen again, but there might be a way we can, um, we can agree on systems of, of growth you know, for the game as a framework and not necessarily as specific to a class or whatnot. Um, and, and as an example, I offered this. This is not something I think is a, is a worthy of the game. It's one of those spitball um, brainstorming ideas you do at lunchtime when everybody's really busy trying to figure out the next thing. Uh, so in that vein, uh, we have feats in the game. You can take feats. We also have really large enhancement trees, universal enhancement trees. Um, which is more powerful, the feats or the enhancement trees? What's more defining, the enhancement tree or the class? Uh, these things are um, are very convoluted. The game is very complex um, now. So what I mean about agreeing on a framework going forward, and this is, a, this again, this is a, a something like, right? It's a something like air quotation marks. Oh, the fire has bit my foot. Uh, so... I would say like uh, the imbued dice. This is a, a huge thing, right? And even the trance is a huge thing on the forums. And um, I have thoughts on the trance. Uh, I generally don't like it. I think it's great. Don't get me wrong. I think it's great. It works wonders. But uh, they're just, uh, that's not like bonus DC die that you're getting. It's like bonus to your DC. That's, um, uh, they're going to balance around that. So the trancing was a neat feature that, some classes could use the bump up DCs maybe a little bit easier without gear or something, but now it's going to be something that they, um, they actually balance the game around. So uh, that's one of the things like I feel like trances are meh because now you're going to pigeonhole anybody that uses a, a DC type, uh, you know, at least with the tactical combat feats. And uh, you know, the, you, you're going to just like they've done in epic levels with. Uh, the, the the other feet there the uh, not arcane pulse it's the other arcane one uh, but you're know, the other bonus to dc for a short time uh you, you're gonna have them bouncing just around that and you're gonna have to do all the dumb shit that we've been doing as min max players and get 200 intelligence and eight different items with quality and this and that and uh, uh if you want to be effective and um that's not fun otherwise you have to play an elite that's not fun to be excluded from Reaper because, um, you know, I don't have uh, 60 hours to grind for, you know, like maybe two things. And I will say back to the population issue, um, that's an issue because I, I've been really pushing rating. I've been really trying hard. I have, uh, if people on my server are listening to this, I'm the guy that's handing out legendary raid timers. Uh, I, I just, I, I, I know what you play with anymore. And I, I want to play with you all. Uh, and I don't, you know, I, I, we played 12 runs one night. I think of the Morgrave thing. And I just gave away everything. Uh, and I wanted some of it, man. I wanted some of that loot. But I, 
You know, at the same time, I, I want everybody else to be happy. I want them to want to play the game, you know, and uh, be comfortable throwing up LFMs. And, you know, nobody's, uh, not like it was in the old days. Only the, the raid leader can collect loot, and he's the one that passes. I don't like that, man. You know, the, and, and so some of these, um, these uh, the quote-unquote cash shop stuff is great for that. It really enhances that side. Uh, for those of us that are able, uh, it really enhances the community. But um, I can't find anybody to play with. I, I had I had an elephant up the other day for six hours, sitting in the marketplace. Now, I could have been doing something else short with my character. I could have been organizing my bank space, really. But um, I sat there, walking around, looking at looking at other players as they run by me. Sending tells, trying to get the group together. It, it half formed several times. Just fell apart. Uh, that's a real problem, man. So I stopped doing that, and I just started working on other characters that I used to play before TR was a thing. And I started uh, getting them ready to go through the game. And And in doing so, I, I TR'd a couple of them and played them from different levels. You know, the Iconic, and then I played one. I started one as the Iconic, and I started one as a, a fresh level one. And uh, you know, I soloed for two weeks. I, I think in, two, in, in the span of 14 days, I played with another player two separate times. I think it was just one quest. So I didn't play the whole two weeks. Uh, but I wasn't working at the time. I was out of work at the time. Off work. And, and I couldn't find anybody to play with me. And I finally broke down. And instead of buying raid times for everybody, I'm buying a friggin' a party, you know? I'm buying a bunch of hirelings, you know? And I'm not buying, like, a couple. I'm buying, like, five. And then I'm buying, uh, you know, three-hour timers with them so I can you know, pl play a saga or something without them running out and, you know, like randomly leaving the party, dropping the party or whatever when we're out there. And, you know, it sucks, man. And when I finally get to play with someone, I took a minute to talk to them about the game, about their experience, and about just share your thoughts with me. And um, honestly, conversations I've had have been outstanding. They've been the most meaningful. Granted, it's about a video game. It was something that's a hobby we're all passionate about. Uh, if it was about cigars or gu guitars or guns or, you know, b building something in the home, you're a, you're a, a tradesman like that. Um, you know, people wouldn't be so, so timid as I am to speak about this thing that we love. But, you know, that's the kind of thing, man. You know, He's making these great, like almost every player I run to is a friend because we're, I feel like we're running through this ghost town and it sucks. It sucks. And this game is, uh, I don't just like this game and you don't just like this game. This game is awesome. It's really complicated. And we are, as the player base, uh, can help solve that. Okay. One of the reasons, I mean, this is kind of another sidebar. Uh, video games, uh, tabletop games, any type of media like that, 
whether it's music, movie, or video games, there can be a formula, a system, a book, anything. But what makes something great is the passion. <coughs> Pardon me. Is the passion. It's the love. It's the artist totally absorbed in the moment he makes that last paint stroke or makes these three or four paint strokes with his brush. He's just totally there in the moment. And that can't be replicated. Yes, you can write a song using these three chords and this thing and say these things and they can rhyme and you can go off beat here, hit the back beat, you do all kinds of stuff. Doesn't mean it's good. And then some guy can play his acoustic and, and just strum two chords and and he's got to hit song because there's a number one there's a truthfulness there's an authenticity there's a genuineness to communicate and to involve other people in the conversation and there's a, a level of passion there that yeah, it's kind of god-given right i mean it's not we don't we didn't really pick this you know i'd really picked dungeons and dragons i think uh, i might have told you guys this but yeah, I was uh, I was introduced to that by a friend that I thought was kind of nerdy, and um, it was over time it really grew on me. I just loved it, and I loved being able to um, step into a world. Even though I never was uh, one of those guys that spoke in character, I always would, probably talked about this before. You know, when my guy says this, or you know, do I do I see this? Do I see that? But I never. Um, I never played in character, and I have a funny story about GDO. I probably told you this, but when the game first came out, uh, I remember loading in, and the game was just there were players everywhere, and there was no room for anybody because the game was really small back then. And uh, I remember finally getting to the marketplace because you had to do waterworks, and waterworks was actually art. And I kind of liked that, and I missed that um, that challenge, that journey. Well, how do you get uh, Vector Unleashed? Oh, we have to do this or that, that, you know. But, um, you know, those stories, even though they're less um, uh, flamboyant as the Vecna saga, um, there's something uh, so real about rescuing a couple of uh, kids that have been kidnapped and held for ransom or whatever they were going to do with them. I don't know what uh, the Cobalts were going to do with those two. But... Uh, finding the note about Chanzo Carr and, and uh, going to that next big dungeon that never seemed to end and you finally get to another part and there's a there's a quest giver in that one what's that like and then you go in there and it's, your resources are low and limited and now you're whew, you're back out and and back out in SDK part two after the helm quest and back then he didn't like rejuvenate anything you know like you were out of action boost or whatever you had action boost and we didn't have action boost back then you know the haste boost thing that didn't exist so you come out SDK bar 2 you'd land right in the middle or right in the beginning there that first third and uh, you'd be half health no mana whatever you guys were that's what you were so uh, it was a different style of play sure a different it was a different rule set completely um, and a lot of the stuff a lot of the changes I, I don't want you to think I'm complaining or that I think they should go back um, but I do think there should be a way to um, still uh, 
journey through Dungeons and Dragons. And I think that's a topic we can probably save for a later time. I haven't thought about it all. I didn't realize I was going to talk about this. So, so as Voodoo likes to say, welcome back to me. Welcome back to you. Glad to be back. On the topic of population, I took one of my guys who's not invested into a guild or anything and I moved him over to another server and uh, was amazed at the population and amazed at the, the players and I just wanted to talk to everybody. I wanted to talk to everybody about everything. Did you see that new thing? Did you like the plus one thing? Is this shiny? Do you like my outfit? You know? And uh, I just want to talk to them, man. I just want to enjoy the game with them. And, uh, of course, they've been playing over there for, I don't know how long, months, years, who knows. And uh, they're just, hey, just next quest, or hey, it's time for a break. But um, one thing I'm noticing about the community in general is uh, it's very, uh, I don't want to say open. It's so friendly and giving. Uh, you know, saying open is just doesn't do it justice. There's just a lot of generosity in the DDO community. And I... Um, I've benefited from seeing all you guys, all you players uh, that are real good, just give back. Uh, so thank you for that. And thanks for dragging me through quests and um, and showing me that uh, you know, I have to be nice too. Anyways, I, uh, I probably should wrap it up. I feel like I uh, substituted my ums with anyways, but it's a step forward, right? one percent right it doesn't have to be a huge change it just has to be a move in the right direction i'll leave you with this my friend we need to um my champion ddo uh, the game is passionately lovingly crafted it's uh it's it's not going to come around again uh there is it won't be a game like this again and it's very difficult at this stage to introduce somebody uh, to ddo one thing we know is you don't have to worry about the graphics. You know, they're, they're, they're working on technology that will be able to retrofit a lot of that stuff. You know, that's a whole other industry. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't sweat the graphics. I would, I would focus on how we can figure out a way to um, make people, when they come into the world of Eberron, do they come into the world of Ebron? Do they start in Corthos? Do they start and keep on the borderland? I, I really like keep on the borderland, but I never, I never play it. I, I do feel like the color palette's harsh um, in the castle. I just feel like that gray is really uh, not hard on my eyes, but it's like hard on my brain. Uh, but I love the whole thing about it. I mean, that's you know, I, I, I guess you can't help critique what you love, uh, but. Uh, I don't know if I was a brand new player if I would get into the game just looking at that environment because you know as, as you know as you play to the game there, there are some points of the game that are just absolutely stunning so uh, anyways yeah we got to figure out how to get more people on board and uh, gather our huge party and venture forth we're all older and there are Gamers being born every second. My kid, uh, my kid is one of them. You can check the forums, the old ones, and uh, but uh, yeah, I think um, I, I think we should really hold on to DDO. You know, it's it's not Lord of the Rings Online, but it's a whole heap better. It's a whole heap better than a lot of games because it's a lot of freedom, and um, 
and while things are changing in this period yeah it's going to be good there's going to be some good changes but let's uh let's think about a way we can kind of communicate effectively what i what i think they should come out with is like a like a 3.5 edition but like the ddo edition and i would like to see uh, you know something like that actually exist where uh, ssg finally sits down and says okay um the emerging gameplay be damned uh, let's try to f just put a framework down and then we'll leave wiggle room and um and let's make it and uh if they want a kickstarter that thing you know like a little player's handbook for just uh, you know encompassing all of ddo uh i I'd, I'd, I'd fucking kickstart that thing wouldn't you that would be cool that's what people need man uh, there are tons of dungeons and dragons players out there tons look at Baldur's gate 3 you don't think people are interested forget about it we just got to figure out a way to start you know making all the skills relevant number one and number two to give them what they want you know uh, players want to be empowered because they know the rules they don't want to be mystified by the formula for MRR or PRR. Not that those are difficult formulas, but they can be for some people. If you're not used to, you know, parentheses and shit. I know I'm not used to that stuff. I had to, I ask my, my daughter that goes to college, hey, how do I do this? I'm trying to, what's this for? Is it for the budget? No, it's for the game. I'm trying to play a game and make a guy. <laughs> so, we got something real special here, guys. Let's not let it go. I've always been with you. I've never left. I've, I've, I've always, I've always left the door open. Anybody's always welcome to come here, sit down, and listen, and uh, not be alone. So, uh, let's gather our party, guys. Let's venture forth. Let's, let's, let's think about that. Let's think about what a DDO sort of players campaign handbook mashup thing might look like and uh let's see if if while they're doing all this jumbly bumbly stuff around with the rules let's see if maybe we can uh we can pigeonhole a framework and uh come out with the the world's biggest video game manual ever and we'll all uh we'll all pay for it you know and uh yeah and I, I know there are great artists in this community that would donate fan art, that would donate anything to go into that thing to make it successful because we love the game. So, Standing Stone Games should have absolutely nothing to be concerned about except trying to facilitate something like that. I'm sorry that I, I missed so much time with you, but I'm glad to be back. I feel like I need a tagline right here, like Adventure On, Sally for Autobots, Roll I don't know, what do we say? Let's zerg, let's get this thing over with. I can't wait to get that saga reward. Woohoo, I love that stuff. Love that saga. 